Mother's Day is coming. And if you don't get mom the perfect gift, she won't be angry, just disappointed. So go with drinks from Drizzly, the go-to app for alcohol delivery. Send favorites near, far, or to wherever the moms in your life are. Download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y.com and get the best drinks to the best moms and plenty of time for Mother's Day. Ding dong, it's Drizzly. Must be 21 plus, not available in all locations. Shopping these days can be underwhelming, but at QVC, we believe those who love to shop deserve a living, breathing way to shop, where product descriptions are alive with demos by creators, chats with inventors, and hosts who know the most. From self-care and kitchenware to fashion trends and forever faves, at QVC, we bring life to products and products to life. Shop qvc.com podcast and use code QVC15podcast for $15 off $30 for new customers. This is shopping brought to life. All right. Well, I figured for these kinds of bonus episodes, there's no reason to do an intro. This is the yeah. intro. Welcome, everyone. Yeah. My name's Tim. I'm the host of this podcast, and Noah is the podcast producer of this podcast. And every now and then, we try and get together just to talk about some more in-the-moment things, because the reality is most of our interviews were done like weeks or months ago, right? Because we're just so backed up right now. And you can't really talk about what's happening in the moment yeah. in a long-form way unless you do a podcast or an Instagram live and obviously you know on our Instagram account we hit a lot of the the in the moment things but I don't know I feel like I need someone to unpack these things within in the longer form conversation so that's why we do these bonus episodes as often as we can because we know that there's so much happening in in the world and in the in, in our evangelical world that we have to try and get to you know, as much as we can and kind of unpack more of the nuance than what like a 60 or 90 second video can really do. Would you agree now? Is that a fair assessment? Yeah, absolutely. So many of these concepts and just topics we're talking about are so nuanced. And, you know, the, the 60 second videos are great as a, a intro to the conversation. But I think these longer form uh, segments are so valuable too to really deep dive some of these things. Yeah. You know, I feel like the, the reels and videos we do are almost like the thesis. Like here's our, <laughs> yeah. here's our thesis. And now here's the paper. Now I'm not academic. Everyone knows this. I'm, I'm kind of a dummy. Um, but, uh, from what I, the little, I do know, you know, you usually unpack your thesis in the paper and depending on how, on what you're going for PhD or masters, it can vary on length. So there's a lot for us to unpack today. I want to start though. Now I feel like people don't, Okay, let me back up. People maybe might not know like all about me because usually whenever I'm talking to them, I'm talking about theology, but I'm also kind of nerdy. Um, I really enjoy, I used to work for Apple and I really enjoy following like, like the Apple um, keynotes and like their announcements. And this past week, um, they had their keynote for what's called WWDC. All right, it, it, it's Apple's developer conference. They invite developers out. They preview the next operating system of your iPhone or of your Mac or iPad or watch. And usually it's really cool. And they had a keynote and there are some cool features that I want to nerd out on for a little bit. Let's do uh, it. Maybe for some people they're like, oh my God, I don't want to hear this. Okay, I'll try and be brief. But <laughs> so I, I'm obviously I use my iPhone and, and, and I use my Mac. Those are the, are the two things that I use the most and my AirPods that are in the Apple ecosystem. And 
they are doing some pretty cool things. Number one, they are redesigning the 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 lock screen for your iPhone, where you can change the font of your of your watch now, and you can also like the the, the iPhone can process photos better, and it can put the watch behind a photo. So oh. if, you, if you if you have a picture of someone and like their head is like where the watch is, right. your head will be in the foreground and the watches in the background. And they're also tying in, so they have like this feature called focus, which lets you essentially set up your iPhone for different modes that you're in, like work mode or home or sleep, and it will automatically change certain things. And now your lock screen goes along with that, which I think is so cool. Wow, that's awesome. I think so. Yeah. And the other cool thing I'll say is in iMessages, we will finally be able to edit iMessages and also (laughs) unsend them. I saw that. Thank God, okay? Thank God, because in Instagram, I can do that. I can unsend yeah. messages in Instagram. So I'm thrilled to, to hear. And also, you can mark messages as unread in in, in, in the message app, finally. Oh, good. I that's know. Awesome. You that's awesome. Because that's my any, thing, dude. You get all those texts, and then you're like, I got to oh, respond to this. But then you forget right. about it because the notification's gone. You're like, how do I fix it, this? Yeah, exactly. I hear exactly. And the last thing I'll mention that really stood out to me is Apple, again, for those of you who don't know, Apple's one of their big selling points is that they have the ecosystem. So all of their their devices just talk to each other naturally. So for example, if I'm on my Mac and my phone rings, that call will ring on my Mac and I can answer it from mm-hmm. my Mac computer, which is really cool. They have this other feature called continuity that, that they've kind of been previewing. Essentially, it will let you, if you have an iPad close to your Mac, you can bring things from one window to your other window like fluidly. So I, no I, I could drag a photo from my Mac desktop and just drag it with my mouse right to the iPad. And it, it just happens. Very cool. Well, they're expanding that. And one of the features they're doing is they're letting you use your iPhone as an, uh, a webcam wirelessly. All you do is hold your iPhone close to your Mac with a little stand. It detects it and boom, you can use your iPhone, which honestly, that's what I do now, but I pay money to do that. Right. Yep. So being able, to, being able to do that for free is great. And they, I don't know how they do this, but they're able to give you like a, a, a forward-facing shot, but also an overhead shot because they, they they take the bottom camera and somehow they're able to like to, I guess, to grab like a wide frame and trim it and flip it. And they can give you like, you know, when you're watching a, like, like a magician do a card trick and it's, right. it's that overhead shot looking right at the table. Yep. Your yep. iPhone will do that for you just magically, which is super cool. Wow. I know. I know. Wild. So I'm very excited. <laughs> I look forward to these things. I used to be on the on the beta program. I don't know. I'm kind of nerding out. I know a lot of you might be like, oh my God, this is like the worst podcast intro ever. But I just had to drop that on you because I know that I'm, you, you use Mac, right? For, for your oh, work yeah. and stuff. Yeah. For yeah, production, and, dude. Like I can't get away from my, my uh, iPhone and Mac combo anymore. It's just everything. Right. <laughs> everything functions right. between those two talking together. So I, the idea of not huge. being able to text from my from my computer like is like who who can live like that? <laughs> who can live like that? Right? Because I mean, honestly, iMessage is everything. Even, yeah. And for me, also AirDrop is huge because mm-hmm. I screenshot so many things. Oh yeah. So being able to AirDrop between my devices like instantly, ugh, game changer. Anyway, friends, I just wanted before we got into the real heavy shit. I felt like, you know, hey, if you have an iPhone, look out. This will be a free update in, in the fall, and it will have some really cool features, and you should look forward to it. So that's all I have to say about that. Apple is always delivering, like, the most positive news we have going on with this stuff. You know, it's like, <laughs> the world is shit, but your phone's going to work better. 
You know, I really struggle with Apple because I used to work for them, and I think, relatively speaking, they pay their employees absolutely shitty for sure. what they make and how much they profit off of you. Um, but I will say, and this is true, it's been five, four or five years since I worked there. I still have dreams about working at Apple. Like, really? I still dream about, I do. I don't know why, like, it's just in my head, but I still dream about being there, selling phones, managing, whatever. Um, and honestly, I, I miss it. Like, in, I, I left on really good terms. So my like my store leader, that's what they're called. The people, the person who oversees the whole store, they've reached out to me like, hey, do you want to work for a, like even in like, in like the off season wow. for a couple hours? The reality is, I, I couldn't make retail work again. Like with, with with the way that that my schedule is now with two kids, it, it wouldn't work for me. But maybe in ten years, if I have like some extra time to kill and I want to make yeah. some extra money, I would do it again in a heartbeat. Even though you know I, I have my gripes with them, but I, I I do love their products. I mean, I have to be honest, I, I really do. And in 10 years, you'll probably be selling hovercrafts there or something. Time machines, you know? <laughs> well, they are rumored know. to be working on, on some kind of car. So <laughs> so we'll see what happens. Um, all right. Well, you know, enough of the happy stuff, Noah. There's so much that I feel like we have to, we have to talk about. Yeah. Why don't we just talk about maybe one of the most current things that I'm seeing in the conservative evangelical political commentator world. And I, I think that will springboard us into a bigger conversation. So a few, about a week ago, there was a, a, a family-friendly drag queen show that happened in Dallas, Texas, okay? From the videos, I think there was like 15 kids there, maybe 20, and their parents. And honestly, all the videos I saw were of drag queens dancing in the equivalent of one-piece bathing suits, not even dancing provocatively. I mean, sure. the Super Bowl halftime show had more, <laughs> quote-unquote, sexualized dancing than yeah. these drag queens. And kids, some kids handed, handed them a dollar bill, okay? They weren't putting it in their thongs. They didn't, they weren't, they didn't have a thong that was showing. Right. You know, they were just handing them the dollar bill. Now, I will say... In the in the video that I saw on the back of like the 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 gay bar that they were in, there was a neon sign that said "It's not gonna lick itself." Okay, and I did think to myself, I'm like, listen, as a parent, right? I don't. I think I think exposing my kids appropriately to drag queens and also other ways of being as a human is sure. really important. But what I want my kids seeing that sign, and then ha do I want to have the conversation with my ten year old? Over what that means, I, I think for me that was my bigger issue with than, sure, than, yeah. than anything else that I saw, right? <laughs> because because I, I don't know, I I, I have a two year old, I have a, a, a two month old. The idea of of my cute little innocent two year old or maybe ten year old asking me, "Daddy, what does that mean?" and then me having to tell them that, I don't know. I just feels like it just feels like it's not age appropriate at the time. But that being said, sure, you know, parents maybe maybe parents wanted to. Who knows why they. They brought their kids there, but I'm sure a lot of the parents wanted to use that as a springboard to have a conversation about the different modes of being. You know, sometimes people do this. It's, it's an art form, et cetera. Yeah. Well, of course, of course, like clockwork, the conservative evangelical machine, and I really call them a machine because because they, they are all interconnected. They all feed off each other. You know, Ali Sucky starts tweeting that 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 uh, kids at drag queen shows should be illegal. Charlie Kirk and Turning Point USA they're sharing the same thing, and before you know it, it's it's like national news that twenty kids in Dallas, Texas, attended a family friendly drag queen event with their parents, and here we are. You know, the newest, like, oh, my God, these people are sexualizing kids. They are grooming children. We have to protect the kids. And now there is actual legislation being introduced in Texas in the same state that a mass shooting happened a few weeks ago where no legislation has happened. There is legislation trying to be introduced that will ban parents from bringing their kids to a family-friendly drag show. 
Noah, priorities, talk to Tim. Me. I mean, Proc- like, what's really important here? Not the, <laughs> not the shooting, obviously. <laughs> this is what frustrates me. Yeah. Okay. I uh, here and here's the argument I get. I, I hear. Or for example, um, let's talk about maybe how, in my opinion, John MacArthur is way more problematic than bringing your kids to a drag queen show. Yet John MacArthur is still celebrated and still in power, right? In right. in spaces. Now, what I get a lot is, oh, Tim. Both. Both things are bad. And my response is, listen, there is a massive difference between you as a parent bringing your kid to a family-friendly drag queen show. Uh, There's a difference between that and having your kid being molested, right, by one of John MacArthur's pastors and then John MacArthur hiding that for decades. And then when it's exposed, John MacArthur saying nothing about it and then still being platformed in evangelical circles. Like, like drag queens are not raping your kids, okay? Drag queens are not, are not um, molesting your children, okay? People in evangelical churches molest children. Now, of course, this happens in other places too. I'm not saying it's only uniquely evangelical, sure, but we yeah, are evangelical, which means that it's happening in our house. That's the issue for me is yeah. like, guys, before you make a big deal about something that isn't even nearly as serious of an issue and also way less widespread. I mean, think about it. Right. In that video, maybe 20 kids, maybe Maybe a couple thousand kids in their life have experienced a drag queen show yeah. compared to the millions that go through the white evangelical machine, okay, where we have countless cases of abuse happening and oftentimes hit. Yeah. So I just find it – that's why I get aggravated because these are Christians who claim to really care about sexual ethics, and they claim to really care about the children, but when things in their own house happen where children are quite literally molested by their own fathers, and and a very prominent evangelical leader has this happening in his own house, and then it's documented time and time again that he hid it, or he lied about it, or he sided with the father over the mother or the kids— and then that person today, they just announced, is speaking at the Conservative Baptist Network. I do not want to hear about drag queens. I don't want to hear about it because it's, it's, it is a speck of dust compared to the massive redwood tree that is falling inside the evangelical house time and time again. And again, there's no change. John MacArthur, there has been nothing. The guy is fucking Teflon. Nothing has happened to him. He is preaching the, the quote-unquote yeah. gospel. Yeah. Ali Sucky says that she loves John MacArthur despite this. I mean, I had the video, friends. You can look it up on our YouTube channel. I responded to it. And here's Ali tweeting, right? Ali Sucky, the conservative commentator, tweeting, we have to outlaw kids being allowed to attend a drag queen right. show. I mean, what? I don't under – Noah, you said – you've told me that you've done sound at drag shows before, yeah. right? Yeah, I do regularly. Walk me through it. Sure, what yeah. What happens? Are, are kids being groomed? <laughs> no, not at all. And that's that's the funny thing about it too. And and there's so many like so many levels to this. You know, first off, those the parents consented to have their kids there, and that was their free choice. That's like just kind of for me like the first baseline thing that I would even say about that. Totally different than having your child groomed and sexually abused by somebody in power. Completely different situation. But yeah, right. as, as someone that that actually helps facilitate a lot of those events. They are often very, very family friendly and you have some that are specifically not, and you have some that specifically are. And again, you know, you will see at, at a family friendly drag show, 
you will see less sexualization than you will at your average Katy Perry concert, mm. you know? So just to put that in perspective, and I think that that's part of what's going on here is that there's a lack of perspective. And this is kind of a common tactic in evangelical cir- cir- circles, excuse me, of deflecting to something that is so outside of our world that it just immediately makes people uncomfortable because we don't understand it. Exactly. You know, and so we're, we're on the head. doing something so out of context that it's very easy to kind of create this straw man enemy out of it to be afraid of. But if you, I would just encourage people to actually go to one of these events and see it because again, it's, it's not at all what's being presented by the media. And th- there's so many details I could get into about this, but the, one of the really funny things is that in a typical drag performance, these performers are wearing full body suits underneath of their outfits. There is no skin being shown whatsoever, <laughs> you know, first <laughs> off, you know, and, yeah. um, and again, you know, the, the outfits that are being worn at a family friendly drag show are not overly sexualized. The, the performances aren't, you have the, the dollar bill element and somebody could sort of make that into a problem if they wanted to. But again, not, not the kind of situation that's being brought to people's minds with that. You know, this isn't a sexualized performance. And when you see the way that in, in my experience with the, the drag performances that I run in my hometown, when there are children there. The way that the performers engage with the children in the audience is the most, the sweetest, most innocent thing I've ever seen in my life. It is so wholesome. <laughs> you know, and I'd love for people to come and witness this because I think it would yeah. totally change their minds. What's going on here? There's no sexualization whatsoever of children going on. But it's really easy to kind of create this straw man image when you're so far removed from these environments. I think about this like when I was in high school, the big deal was there were these um, uh, drag performers that would come and read children's stories in the library and there was this right. huge uproar over it oh my gosh children shouldn't be exposed to people in drag you know and and it's the same thing it's it's really easy to kind of create these straw men problems in our society to scare people because they're so far removed from our context that you know it's, it's easy to create this picture around them this just entirely false and yeah. then it just distracts from the real issues that are going on like the pedophilic behavior in our churches, the sexual abuse that's getting covered up, the need for conversations about mental health and gun laws that are going on. And then somehow this is the legislation that gets passed in this situation in Texas. That drives me up a wall. You know, they move so damn fast over a drag queen performance with legislation. Did you see anything move that fast when it came to school shootings or any of these other issues that are coming up? No. No. And I also, I, I think this, this will be a good time to mention, I actually have booked an actual drag queen for the podcast. I'll awesome. be interviewing her um, next week, and I'll be dropping it as soon as it's done, pretty much. So that is coming, friends, because I, I told myself I, 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 I don't... Okay, for example, earlier this week, I was going to have a conversation about this on our Instagram, and I deleted it because I said, you know, I don't think, I don't feel right as a white man trying to speak about something I have no experience in. So I was able to find someone who was willing to come on and just kind of, I, I told them my, I told them my intention. I, I want to learn. Also, I'm ignorant. Also, our, our audience probably is pretty ignorant. Can you just educate us on what's actually going on? And they agreed. And so I'm looking forward to that because I just have honest questions, right? Like, because sure. you're right. To someone like me who's ever been in that situation, drag is. Is uh, seeing someone in drag, right? It's foreign to to my 
conceptualization of what is quote unquote normal, right? And yeah. so because I, uh, I, I might have a fear-based reaction, I'm automatically going to paint it in the worst possible light, even if it isn't actually a harmful thing. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so I'm looking forward to having this person on. I'm not going to tell you um, her name because I, I want to, you know, I want to actually announce it when, when the recording is done. But we are scheduled to, to, to record next Tuesday, and we're dropping this. I want to drop this today, no, if we can, on, yeah, absolutely. on, on June 9th, you know, get this episode out there. But but anyway, so that that will be happening. But I, I, I think your point. Um, is so well said. I want to point something out. So Julie Roy's The Roy's Report, who she's the one who dropped the John MacArthur stories. She just dropped uh, three days ago. Former pastors arrested amid multi-state child sex assault investigation. Travis Lee Hughes, 42, and his father, Scott L. Hughes, 64, remain in the Langlade County, uh, Wisconsin jail as of Monday. Um, the county sheriff's office accuses the men of sexually assaulting children while the father and son were involved in apostolic worship center in the former Evergreen Christian Academy. There's your fucking groomers, people. Yeah. There's your child. Mo- That's a father and son duo. Okay. Yeah. Sexually assaulting children, not, not dancing in drag. Okay. Right. It's actually sexually assaulting little kids. Travis Hughes faces 31 counts of child sexual assault, child enticement, or sexual assault of a student by school staff, and Scott Hughes faces 12 counts of child sexual assault or child enticement. Okay, so again, I just do not want to hear. I don't want to hear from Ali Stuckey or from this or from honest youth pastor or from some other evangelical leader, Nathan Finocchio. I don't know. I don't want to hear from them about how drag queens are destroying our children when this kind of shit comes to light and they say nothing. And please, let's stop comparing the the uh, a family friendly drag show which does not sexualize children with actual people who groom children and abuse them and also i'm sorry i'm ranting noah but you gotta oh, be going do it, today do it. but i i gotta <laughs> say you want to talk about sexualizing kids where was the outcry when uh when the beauty when those kid beauty pageants were a thing wasn't there a tlc a tlc show about it i forgot the name yeah. um honey boo boo or something mm-hmm. like that you know yeah. some, some kind of ch- child beauty pageant i don't know maybe i'm way off here and also who who here has ever heard of i don't know a fucking purity culture ball or mm-hmm. a daddy daughter dance where they pledge their virginity to their dads yeah i mean That's i don't want to hear no, right, exactly. <laughs> and, and, you know, it's just, it's such a, a clear, to me anyway, it's such a clear example of, 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 of how the evangelical culture is, is absolutely inept. They are completely blind to, the own, to their own problems and how what they do could be perceived by other people as sexualizing children, even if they don't mean for that to be a thing. But when it comes to things outside of their little circle, right, that is foreign to them, they're going to blow it up to be something that it absolutely is not. Because you're right, Noah, in the videos, the, the drag performers were wearing the equivalent of a one-piece fucking bathing suit. In yeah. fact, in, in, the, in the reel that I did, I compared a, a one-piece bathing suit for a female and, the, <laughs> and a drag performer. Yeah. The drag performer was more modest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm just saying, like, like if you're gonna make the argument, you know. So I don't know. I mean, I I know I'm ranting, but I've been thinking about this for a while, and I I had I have to say it somewhere, so I'll just shout it out into the void of the internet. But it just it, it really aggravates me. This is not even what aboutism. We're comparing two things that should not be compared yeah. at all. You know, listen. If if a drag performer took a kid 
and molested them, that drag performer should be imprisoned, okay? Absolutely. Yes, of course, that's wrong, that's evil. I think most people, if not all, would agree with me there, okay? But that's not what's, ha- that, that, is, that is not what has happened in Dallas. Parents were there, parents were there, Parents were there, okay? And this was a consensual thing. Kids weren't ripped out of their homes and forced to go. If you don't want your kids seeing someone in drag, don't go to a show. But the idea of now weaponizing the government, suddenly the don't tread on me crowd wants to (laughs) use the power of the federal and local government to enforce a new rule that bars parents from making certain decisions with their children that only really a parent would even know about? And that to me... I mean, if that is not the the cherry on top, if that is not the icing on the cake, I mean, and and, and I, I think we have to be honest again. No, I'm sorry. I know you're just listening to me rant, but I, I I'm I'm going to train. Somebody's got to do it. I got to roll, <laughs> and then you know, you know I, I want your commentary on some of yeah. this, but. But it just it absolutely disturbs me to see how these people will make entire industries out of masking is tyranny, COVID's a hoax, the government's coming for your guns. And then within 24 hours of 20 children going to a, a family-friendly drag queen show, there's legislation being introduced for the entire state of Texas that no, no kids allowed to do this legally because we deem it sexual abuse. What? 19 kids were murdered. Yeah. Okay, with, with an assault rifle that an 18-year-old was able to buy days after his birthday, and you won't do a damn thing. That I mean, forgive the, the, the use of the term common sense, but it is it is like, can you not read? I mean, yeah. d- 2 plus 2 equals 4. 18-year-olds should not be able to buy assault weapons. This is not like a crazy thought. We're not talking about confiscating guns. Yeah. We're not talking about coming in and getting your BB guns. We're just saying... 18-year-olds should not be allowed to legally buy, especially multiple guns and hundreds of rounds of ammunition. That, though, is government interference, and you are you're dis- you're desecrating the Second Amendment. But God damn it, you cannot bring your kids to a drag queen show because <laughs> this is a goddamn Christian country. <sighs> well, sorry, no. I've had it in me for a long time now. It's it's all flowed. I'm, I'm trying to think where to start there because I had like I'm six sorry, thoughts along the way. No, no, you're good. But I, I do think it's it's incredibly ironic that the people with the big government, big problem sticker on the back of their truck are now the people trying to outlaw fucking drag shows. It's like it's comical to me. It, it's it's awful, but it's comical at the same time. I don't know whether I want to laugh or cry or both because yeah. it's just so yeah. absurd. Yeah. And um and yeah, like if if you walk to a random person on the street. It was like a Conan on the street or whatever. And you're like, okay, which one of these situations needs to be addressed first? Pastor and son duo sexually abusing children in a religious environment, using their authority to abuse children, or people dancing in swimsuits at a family-friendly event. Right! Which one of those do we need to... Which one of those do we got to tackle first? What person in their sound mind would not say the issue of sexual abuse. You know what I mean? But again, we, we have to take these things so out of their context. And, and again, like this is what happened with, with the Uvalde shooting, right? What did they, what did the uh, media do to try to turn this into an issue that it wasn't the, the 4chan thing? What it was, um, they uh, accused the shooter of being a cross dresser 
Am oh, I right? 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 Yes. yes so again, yes. The same uh, so, thing. so there, the, the, just for the audience to know really quick, there was a rumor that was really conspirat- uh, conspiratorial, and Candace Owens kind of retweeted it and kind of shared it that 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 the shooter was 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 currently transitioning and was on some kind of medication, and because the person was transitioning and was or was tra- was, was someone who was transgender, that was the reason why this person right. shot up the school. That was debunked. They someone found a, a picture that looked like the shooter that actually wasn't. That was of an actual transgender person. That person then got their life completely ruined. And Candace Owen, she didn't share the picture, but she retweeted the same talking point and then denied it. So that's what happened. Okay. Thanks for clearing up what I meant to say there. Yeah. But my my point with that was, again, the taking it outside of the comfortable context of evangelical culture to make it into another problem that it's not. Totally. You know, it's a tactic. It's a strategy. It happens over and over and over again. Right. And I just... I'm just at a loss for words at this point. Like, well, well, I, I think for me, what I'm realizing more and more is that is that these far right commentators are mostly rhetoric based, meaning nothing mm-hmm. really makes logical sense. For example, one day we're told that teachers are grooming children, right? right? And now we're told, oh no, we should give them firearms. <laughs> We should give we should give these teachers who are grooming our kids right. and indoctrinating them in liberal leftist agendas, like what Kirk Cameron says, right? Right. But now we should also give them guns yeah. because they should protect our kids, right? So it doesn't make any sense. Like, wait, do you are we supporting teachers? Are we not supporting teachers? And the same thing with the law, right? Don't yeah. tread on me. You no know, less government, but in reality, like anyone else, you're going to advocate for 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 policies you think should be implemented by a government. But right. again, the problem is that when your whole stick is less government, government bad, more free market, less government, and then suddenly it's oh no, the government the government needs to enforce this stupid ass law that we're going to create. It's like wait, okay, thank you. This makes sense. You actually, it's not that 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 that, that you don't want limited government. You just want right. government implementing your version of really Christian nationalism. That's what it is. Yep. Because you think that this is an abomination before God and is quote unquote sexually perverse. And because God won't approve it, you therefore think that the government should legislate against it because America is a Christian nation. That's how they get there. Right. That's those are yep. the steps of how they get from oh, um, we can have guns. Because God says that we have a right to, to defend ourselves, and also it's, it's in our constitution, which again, debatable, but whatever. <laughs> um, but but d- people dressing up in drag is clearly always sexual, and there and because it it, it it might be a biological man dressing up in 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 our culture's version of female clothing, right? Therefore, that's that's not that's not right. That's sinful. And therefore, we have to legislate how God would want us to legislate. That's what we're dealing with here. We're dealing with people who they'll never say this, but they want a fucking theocracy. Right. They want a a nation that is ruled not by the Bible, but by their very specific interpretation of the Bible that just so happens to align perfectly with misogyny, homophobia, white supremacy, and keeping the, 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 the patriarchy and keeping things the status quo. It's just a coincidence, of course. I mean, there's yeah. no direct connection, Noah, you know, to, to why things line up this way, of isn't, course. Right? Isn't it wonderful that Jesus looks just like us? 
You know? It's amazing. What a coincidence. How convenient. And isn't it also uh, <laughs> convenient that we have the ultimate objective truth of God's word oh, and yeah. no one else, not the Catholics, not, you know, the Eastern Orthodox, not not the Oriental Orthodox, no definitely not 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 the Muslims, of course not. But we white westerners are just are we're reading that Bible the right way, baby. Yep. And we have the we have the right way to implement it in a society that will bring America back to God and then God will bless us and everything all the wrongs will, will be made right i mean it, it, when you really unpack the, the those those talking points there's really nothing underneath of it like yeah. like there's no substance there's no actual solutions to our healthcare problem or to our wage gap problem or to you know the um our, our equity problem there's no solutions the solution is oh just bring god back in schools to stop shootings what does that mean right what what do you mean like have kids read the bible every day uh, you know mandatory public prayer like what does that actually mean because if god is omniscient and omnipotent right if he's everywhere then god's not kicked out of the public schools he's still there right. by by evangelical logic anyway i'm now i'm really yelling but it just it, it is a spaghetti bowl of nonsense nonsense yeah. and it's so frustrating and it is it's just rhetoric and when you really break it down there's there's no foundation underneath of it it's all entirely subjective interpretation and this is where like if anybody hasn't listened to the interview that you did with andrew seidel yet a few weeks mm. ago please listen to that yes. i think this was possibly the best episode of the podcast so far just because it was Wow. so informative at least in my yeah. opinion and it's the same thing he he kind of broke this down that there is a what christian nationalism is is a desire for a, a privileged legal system you know in which in the laws specifically match the values of uh, a certain form of fundamentalist christianity right and it's exactly what you're saying here that that's the it's it's not actually freedom for everyone it's not actually religious freedom that's the objective here. It's religious freedom for me and what I believe uh, against what you believe. When you're struggling with your mental health, the world can seem pretty heavy, like no one understands what you're feeling or you're not sure how to ask for help. But here's the real truth. You're never in this alone. 988 Lifelines trained crisis counselors are available 24-7 to offer the help and support you need to make it through. No judgment, no stigma, just someone to listen. Text or call 988-SUICIDE-IN-CRISIS-LIFELINE, day or night, 988. Hope has a new number. Even long weekends are short, so why spend a second of this one on a drink run? Instead, get drinks delivered right to your door with Drizzly. Drizzly is the easiest way to find the best prices on beer, wine, and spirits, so you can get back to lighting those totally legal fireworks. Download the app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y.com today. Because the long weekend will be over before this ad is. Must be 21 plus. Not available in all locations. For the Millers, movie nights were once tradition. Now Sarah could hardly get through the opening credits. Not on that old couch. But one day while shopping on QVC.com, she learned Lazy Boy recliners had slimmed down a bit. And in just a few clicks, Sarah got her Lazy Boy chair and a popcorn maker and a soundbar by Bose. And with one quick trip to QVC.com, Movie Night and Sarah's Back were saved. Shop QVC.com slash podcast and use code QVC20podcast for $20 off $40 for new customers. This is shopping brought to life. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. I mean, that that is... 
that that's it. That is the weapon. You know, this has nothing to do with uh, with actual freedom for all people. It is it is always Christian nationalism always advocates for privileging itself and its theology yeah. over everyone and everything else. Whether you're a progressive Christian or you're a Hindu or you're a Buddhist or you're Jewish or you're um, a Muslim, it does not matter because Christian nationalists wants to, wants to assert its supremacy over all of that and say, no, no, we have the objective truth. Of of God's of God's word, the Bible. We have we know exactly what the creator of the universe wants us to do automatically. And therefore we now and because we think that America is a Christian nation, even though as you said, Andrew, in his book, by the way, The Founding Myth, I recommend it, he completely destroys all of his arguments. I mean, it's really amazing. But because America in our mind is a Christian nation, you know, we now and because now suddenly we're not, okay, somehow in their mind. Um, the government is more hostile to them than ever, even though in reality they have more rights than ever. They, they yeah. win it at the Supreme Court er, er, almost every single time. But be, but because of this myth, they have it in their heads that like we have to get back to some golden era of what, like race-based chattel slavery. Right. Um, you know when women couldn't vote. Uh, when like like what what does it look like for real? And again, you're not going to hear real solutions. You're just going to hear more rhetoric. Oh well, you know, um, a nation that worships God. Okay, what does that mean? You know, um, and, 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 and as far as like my actual needs, like like I don't know, having affordable health care. How do you want to do that? Oh well, the private sector. Well, well, we've already tried that. Like it's not working, right. you know. And yeah. so nothing really. It, it, there is. I I honestly don't know. And I, I like to think I'm pretty in tune to the Charlie Kirks and Ali Suckies of the world, and even the the conservative like GOP. I don't know what their solution is to the wage gap. I don't know what their solution is to to affordable health care. I don't know what it is. All I know is that they think. That you know, America's a Christian nation. It's it's drifting away from that, and we have to assert God back into the into the culture. And everything that that any Democrat does is terrible, evil, and horrible. That that's pretty much all I know. Oh, and of that, course, the queer community is destroying right. everything. That, well, know, that that's is their pretty solution. much all I know. It's just get the Democrats out. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I guess which you're isn't right. Actually, which isn't isn't a strategy in the long run, right? But no, no, it's not. It's not. And it's, it's just so, keep us I in think, power. It'll then everything yeah. will be better. Right. Yeah. I mean, exactly. And is is that not what Trump tried to do? Is that not what the election fraud narrative was? Right. It mm -hmm. was Trump's way of trying to stay in power, even though we all know the majority of us know that the election was not stolen. You know, D yeah. D Dinesh D'Souza. He's really a hack, like documentary producer. He's produced like some of the shittiest documentaries ever. Um, he's a far right, you know, completely, completely in the in the um, the tank for Trump. He did it. He released a, released a documentary recently called 2000 Mules," where he tries to prove that, that the election was stolen, and it's this whole thing. And it's been so widely debunked. But Trump picked it up. Sean Foy went to where? Where, where does Trump like live? Mar-a-Lago. Right? What? Isn't he? A, he's a member of Bethel in California. Well, isn't he? Sean Foyt used to be a member of Bethel. Yeah, I mean he's still he's still connected. But I'm saying Sean oh, okay. Foyt went to Trump's. Where does Trump live? Mar-a-Lago Mar is that how you say it? Mar-a-Lago. I don't know. Uh, anyway, I don't pay attention to that He went to, to Trump's. Stuff. He went to Trump's <laughs> place because Trump yeah. premiered the documentary. Tra oh, you know, and, and, and in the documentary, it's Prager U, D Dennis Prager from Prager U. It's Charlie Kirk, and they're all trying to be you know objective. Yay, we just want to follow the evidence and like the. 
oh my God, it's been so debunked. But here we are, it's 2022, and people, far-right commentators who are very powerful, are still pushing a lie, a, a straight-up lie that Joe Biden stole the election from Trump. It is it is it is the biggest lie, maybe of like of like my generation's political, you know, a uh, history. And people still believe it, but they need that to keep themselves in power. I mean, if Trump had his way, he would still be the president right. today. He still would. Right. Well, and, and it's like the ultimate excuse to do whatever kind of shit you want, right? Because if, totally. you're, if you're convinced that the system is so failed, that democracy is so broken, that then the only solution is violence, overthrow, insurrection, any any of these things become justified because, well, we're working against this insidious force that isn't playing by the rules, so we don't have to play by the rules either. Exactly. And who is this who is this insidious force? Well, right. they're usually and then usually that's when you start to see the the spiritual element. Oh, it's demonic. It's right. ruled by Satan. So anyway, I mean, you know, we, we we've covered this stuff extensively, but this is how it works. Now, people often at this point in the conversation will say, Well, Tim, you're not critiquing the left like this. Like, what about it's both sides, Tim? Both sides are are doing damage. Okay. I have a lot to say about that. First off, let me just say that you are never going to see me with a Joe Biden flag anywhere. You're never going to see this account promoting a certain Democrat. You never are. Yeah. Someone someone reached out to me who's running for like local office as a Democrat saying, can they come on the podcast and talk? And I said, no. I said, no. I don't think it's appropriate for our, our podcast. We are not a political engine. Um, however, what I want to say is that I think that we have in our heads that there's the far right and then there's the equally powerful far left, and they're just at war, you know, yin and yang, I guess, or something like that, you know. That is not the reality of the situation. Joe Biden is a center left, depending on what era mm -hmm. you put him in, really center right sure. Democrat. Okay. Yeah. I mean, his policies are very similar to Dwight Eisenhower, who's a Republican. Sure. Okay. Trump was parroting authoritarian fascist viewpoints. And like the election fraud, that's a very typical fascist point. Sure. And you can read about it in Jason Stanley's book, uh, How Fascism Works. They are not two opposite sides. They're, they're not polar opposites. One is much more moderate overall. And I, I still have problems with that, by the way. I mean, I, I you know, Joe Biden, they we 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 killed a bunch of kids in Afghanistan with mm -hmm. a drone strike. You know, there's there's plenty to critique about Joe. I'm not saying that. But one side I feel like is more hypocritical. Well, that hold on, that, that isn't the right word. One side, mainly Democrats, will will espouse certain ideals, and then they they and then they don't get them accomplished, right? It's, a yeah. lot of them will say, "Oh, we need more equity. We need more, you know, representation. Oh, we need a more just society." Then they get power, and it turns out, "Oh, you're also bought off by corporate interests as well, right. and uh, you're yeah. doing nothing." Okay, that I, I understand, and that that's a problem for sure. We should be critiquing that. However, the other side is actively trying to implement. A theocracy. Like, I can't express this enough. Like, what they actually represent, I think, is way more harmful than, than the problem that a lot of Democrats have of trying to aspire to certain ideals and not accomplishing them. Okay? When you're advocating for the Great Replacement Theory on yeah. national news, when you're advocating for, you know, um, um, uh, queer rights being rolled back, when you're advocating for a colorblind society, that's not good. 
Okay, yeah. that's just not a thing that, that I think we should be advocating for, especially when you do it in the name of God. Like, like the white evangelical machine does not have Democrats touring their churches saying, we have to take America back for God. We have to make this country Christian again, right? Even right, like far-left yeah. news organizations like the Young Turks, okay, they're a far-left news organization, not nearly as large as the Daily Wire, but they're still very powerful and very influential. They're not on mic saying, you know what, we are Islamic. And we are advocating for uh, a U.S. that returns back to their Muslim roots. And we're right. going to fight like hell to incorporate, you know, uh, um, Islam into every facet of the government. They're not doing <laughs> right. that. It's uniquely a far-right American Christian nationalist issue that we have. Because right. what would right? happen so, if they did? Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, what would the reaction be? That's the, that's the hypocrisy right there. Right. And so and so the reason why I don't critique the left nearly as much as A, they're not claiming to be, you know, uh, Jesus born again evangelicals trying to take America back for God. That's number one. Number two, not that I support a lot all their policies or think that they are the answer to fixing all of our problems, right. but I at least admire that many of them try to aspire for a more equitable society. Okay, yeah. I can get behind that, even if sometimes you're a hypocrite or you're bought off by corporate interests. Okay, like that that's bullshit. And and I think also we have to realize that, okay, and this is a big part that we, we have to understand. There is Donald Trump was a figure that people rallied behind. Mm -hmm. Okay. Democrats don't have that kind of person. Bernie Sanders didn't even make it through 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 the primaries. Like he had supporters, but he didn't make it through the primaries. Like there is there's no one on on the Democrat side in America right now who has people waving around their name on a flag right. even after he's out of office. Yeah. So there's there's such a cult of personality with Trump. There's such a a oh Trump is the answer, not the policy. Right. right, not what they yeah. might. Not, it's not the policy. It's That's not. A good it's point. not. It's, it's not about about how we legislate. It's just that if we get Trump back in power, he will drain the swamp. That is fascism. That is fascist thinking. That's populism. Yeah. Okay. You're 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 organizing around a person. Democrats do not have that kind of populism going for them at all. They're much more fragmented. In fact, you know, people like AOC, Ilhan Omar, who might be seen as more far left, even though globally they're really not that far left, right. they they break from, from the more moderate Democrats often, okay? But on the Republican side, you have a, 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 a vast sea of Republicans who are totally Trump believers, and the ones who aren't are ostracized. Case in point would be someone like like Adam Kingsinger or um, Liz Cheney, who have both been censured. They've both been punished at times because they don't fall in line with the election was stolen, the insurrection never happened, bullshit rhetoric. So I just want to be clear about that. Like, it's not that I'm a diehard progressive Democrat. Right. Like, no, I have no allegiance to Joe Biden at all. Like, right. I, I don't. I don't like him. I'm not a fan of him. Um, also, though, I don't think that he's actively trying to turn America into a goddamn theocracy. And that, nope. and so because of that, um, I don't really have much to say besides, meh, yeah, could eh, be worse. Could be worse, you know. <laughs> I mean, we, we need real change. I, I I get that. And I think I'm speaking from. I think maybe because I'm a white man as well, I have to realize that I'm speaking from a place of privilege, right? Like sure. policies don't always affect me the same way. And we could do more in that in in that you know in that uh, um, sector for sure. But my God, like the threat of the far right is is growing. It is it is dogmatic. It is it it is convinced that it has a, a divine mandate by God to take America back. 
right? And back means more white supremacy. Back means less queer rights. Back means more colorblindness. You know, that's that's what it means. And so if that's what that means, I will resist that as hard as possible. Mm-hmm. And I will also, of course, resist bad Democrat policies whenever I hear them. Yeah, of course. Does that well, make sense? And, and, uh, yeah, absolutely. And I'm in the same boat. And that's that's kind of the funny thing. And of, and of course, of course there, and you know, again, the comparison you made, there will always be fundamentalists on every side. So sure. I'm not I'm not saying that there aren't far left fundamentalists out there that are doing something kind of similar, but there's the hero worship, and that's the biggest thing. That's what you're saying, isn't there in the same way it is with someone like Trump, where it's based on the person more than the policy. And I'm not a, I'm not a Joe Biden fan. You know, I, I have no problem. <laughs> I have no problem calling bullshit on something Joe Biden does and saying I don't like that. Right. But from the average Trump supporter. I have not seen that kind of correction. You know what I mean? No. It's like, oh, that was bad. It's more like, oh, we can't say anything is bad because we might deface the person who's going to fix all of our problems. So we have to pedestal yeah. him as this perfect figure. The only I have no time, problem with that, with Joe Biden, you know? Totally. I think the only time I've seen some pushback, <laughs> which is you're going to laugh, is when Trump endorsed vaccines. Right. It's just so sick yeah, how yeah. far gone they are. You know, like when Candace Owens is interviewing Trump, trying to get him to denounce vaccines oh and he gosh. doesn't. Yeah. You know, it's like that's what you guys are gonna break rank over over fucking of COVID vaccine. Like again, where I just feel like I, I like they are operating in a completely different like world than the one that most average people are operating in. And so, and again, it's laced with Christianity. It's laced with Christian theology. It's laced with with the Bible being their foundation. I mean, I, I tell people this often, but even QAnon, it's laced with Christian thinking. I have their, their book. They quote the Bible all the time. Yeah. So until I see the Bible being weaponized in the same way I'm seeing weaponized here, I, I don't really have a whole lot to say because my focus is always going to be in-house. It's always going to be, wait, as Christians, people who claim to follow Jesus, people who claim to follow the God of the universe, people who claim to be to have a relationship with that God, right? I'm always going to hold them accountable first because their claims are so much so much more, they're, they're just so much more outlandish, right? Like, right. oh, I have the truth of God. Also, queer people are going to burn in hell forever. Whoa, okay, let's back up. Right. Why are you using the Bible to demonize people? So that's always going to be the focus. If I had a thousand hours in the day, I could probably spend some time critiquing, you know, Democrats more. Sure. But by and large, I see the 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 threat of white based Christian nationalism is much more of a threat a threat to our quote unquote democracy than I think right now any kind of democrat policy actually is. Yeah. Justifying well, authoritarianism with religion is just a right. bigger problem. Right. And it, right. it, it's just more concerning. Right. And it's in house. Yeah, exactly what you said. It's in house. This is our problem to to wrestle with, to take seriously. No, that's exactly right. We, I mean, what will it take for us to realize that white evangelicals were the fuel behind Trump? Right. White charismatics, the fuel behind Trump. Yes, obviously he courted other groups, but the largest group of supporters yeah. is white evangelicals. It continues to be so. 80% voted for him in 2016 and in 2020. That means after four years of, of Trump dehumanizing people on Twitter, of Trump lying out of his ass yeah. daily. I mean, people have documented it. He's the most lying president in in history, after four years of that, 
80% of white evangelicals vote for him again over someone who's way more moderate than Hillary Clinton. So right. way more moderate, right? So so this is specifically, it's uniquely an, a, a, a white evangelical problem. It's not a black evangelical problem. It's not a Hindu problem. It's not an atheist problem. It's not any other kind of problem. This is being fueled. It's being um, cultivated in white evangelical spaces. Full stop. Enrant. Yeah. Hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> Period exclamation point. Well, I'm just yeah. saying, you know, like I, I anyway, I, I, I sometimes, sometimes I feel like, like like I'm just repeating myself, you know, and talking to a void and people just don't hear me. But I can't I can't be any more emphatic. Like, look at the data. Look at what Charlie Kirk is doing. I, oh, no, I don't think I told you this yet. So, OK, so, friends, most of you know, Charlie Kirk, he started Turning Point USA. He also has Turning Point Faith, which is really now in bed with many large white evangelical churches, including Dream, Dream City Church, which has over 20,000 members. I mean, it's crazy how in bed they are. It's like shocking, whatever. Dream City Church has an elementary school called Dream Christian. They are implementing, get ready, Turning Point USA's elementary school curriculum. They have a fucking curriculum that's being implemented. I actually have some slides. Let me see if, if I can pull them up real quick. Because, um, let me see, uh, maybe it's in my photos. Because they have like, they did they did, they, they did a story on it. And they had six slides. I put that four of them. Let me see if I, if I can grab them. Uh, they're definitely on my Twitter. Let me grab them on Twitter, hold on. Because I, I need to read them to you. Again, this is what, remember, people that are telling us that, that public school teachers are indoctrinating our children are also putting their kids in places that do this. Hang tight. All right, here we go. So here's here's slide number one. Turning Point Academy is now launched, officially collaborating on our first school with Dream Christian School. And it's called Dream Christian School, a Turning Point Academy. <clears throat> this new venture promises the following, to reject all, quote, woke and untruthful ideologies being pushed on students, CRT, Postmodernism, wokeism, deconstructionism, queer theology, radical LGBT agendas, and anti-American ideas such as the 1619 Project will have no place at our institution. All curriculum is thoroughly vetted and approved. Teachers must undergo a serious vetting and training process before ever being empowered to teach your child. Another one. Uh, this new venture promises the following. Weak and beautiful things must be defended from evil. I guess is that their way of saying women? <laughs> and that being a spectator is not enough. At the end of their tenure at our institution, students will have a fire in their, in their belly to act boldly for Christ and liberty. Another one. We believe oh America is the greatest nation ever to exist. Our short experiment <laughs> in self-government is a gift from the Lord. We will teach our students to be proud citizens, understanding their history, thankful for their predecessors, and compelled toward action. We will teach honest history Okay, that elevates our heroes. <laughs> there, mm -hmm. There's honesty. There we go. We're going to elevate the heroes and speaks openly about our failures. I bet. Our goal is to inspire gratitude in a generation that is so often unthankful to live in our country. Oh, Oh my God. Our students will develop an understanding of what it means to be a biblical citizen and what is required to stay this republic. Do you hear this? This is like Christian nationalism indoctrination 101. Thankful to live in our country. People go bankrupt over trying to get fucking health care. Yeah. And that 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 is uniquely an American issue in the brackets but that it's we just because they're in. lazy, Tim. You're right. My bad. You're right. They yeah. just don't work hard enough. Exactly. 
Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. It, if we just work harder. In like in a really twisted warp sense, I'm grateful that exists because it proves everything we've been saying, right? right? That is like the most explicit description of this problem. Just put on full blast. Uh, and it's uh, uh, and it's bizarre yes. to me that you can point that out to anybody and and they don't like it doesn't churn your stomach as a Christian. <laughs> well, because you have to give credit where credit is due. The indoctrination campaign that America's yeah. a Christian nation that we have to return back to God, it is highly effective. Yeah. It is highly effective. Many white evangelicals believe that. They believe that we're a Christian nation, that we were founded on Christian principles, even though we weren't. Yeah. And, and purposely so. Like right. the founders could have said Jesus. They could have said the Christian God, but they don't. The, the most they appeal to is some, 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 some sort of deism, and which mm-hmm. makes sense because many people in that time believed that, that whoever God was set them, the universe in motion and then peace out. Yeah. Right. So it, it's not like the constitution. The constitution doesn't mention anything about God anywhere. Right. Which and in our declaration, what, no, but, it was something Andrew said as well. We have like the, this is the first constitution in in history that explicitly does not speak of God as the uh, the arbiter of the organization that we're putting together. Right. Right. Um, in, in fact, one other thing I want to mention, even in the Declaration of Independence, which doesn't hold nearly as much weight as the Constitution, it says, We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by not our creator. It really says their creator. Their creator. Yeah. It's already pointing towards the fact that people might have different beliefs about who their creator is. It doesn't say our, as yeah. in like, you know, oh, our God. It says their creator. So it's just, anyway, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole too far. You can listen to our, my interview with, with Andrew about that. And you can read his book, The Founding Myth. It's all right there. But but we have to be transparent and honest that 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 the campaign that, that has been running for decades now, we're seeing the fruit of it. The fruit of it is large mega churches, right, who claim to be Bible-believing. Really, really what they're doing is they're looking at, at, at the world and the Bible through a Christian nationalist lens and then calling that objective reality. And it, it is absolutely terrifying. I mean, I, I these poor kids are going to grow up g- believing who knows what about America. And then one day when they go to college, they're going to realize that how much of, they, of what they were taught was bullshit. And yep. then they're going to start deconstructing all over again. Yeah. <laughs> Future deconstructionists. <laughs> oh, man. It's crazy. <sighs> all right. Anything else on our agenda that we had written down? I know we talked about a lot today. Let me take a look. I, I think um, we've covered a lot of ground here. We did. <laughs> I guess the last thing I can mention is the SBC really yeah. quick. So a lot of you know that the SBC report uh, from a company called Guidepost came out a few weeks ago. It was a bombshell report essentially saying that the SBC, which stands for Southern Baptist Convention, is the largest network of evangelical churches in America. Uh, they, I think it's about 14,000 churches um, representing about 14 million members. They, it turns out they were hiding abuse. Uh, well, I should back up. The executive committee who oversees the SBC was hiding abuse for decades and were, was also disparaging survivors. This comes out. It's a, it's a bombshell release. Guidepost is very ethical in their work. They're well-known in the industry to do great work. Well, it turns out that a few days ago, Guidepost tweeted that they are queer-inclusive, meaning like they said something like, we stand for queer inclusion and, and equity for all kind of thing. And of course, like clockwork, 
Here come the conservative SBC leaders saying, oh my God, how could we pay this money to have someone like Guidepost do this investigation considering that they don't think homosexuality is sinful? <laughs> so it's just amazing to watch, once again, the misdirection, right? Like as if their views on queer inclusivity is somehow like has makes them have a bias or, or right. makes that report any less true. Like it's 300 pages of raw data from their research with source notes, well-researched, all documented. And of course now it's going to be, well, they're queer inclusive, so we shouldn't be able to trust them. It just, oh, I, I, yeah. It's, I don't know. <laughs> what do you even say to that? I, I don't even have words anymore. You know, like I know it, this, this misdirection is just awful. It is awful. To the point that we can't we can't actually even engage hard facts anymore because we have to find some way to, to delegitimize the person so that it's not I, I, our problem anymore. You know, the SBC went through what's called a conservative resurgence a few decades ago, which pretty much means like like people who were ultra conservative conservative and fundamentalists kind of took back leadership in the SBC. Yeah. And here's the fruit. Here we are. It's yeah. 2022. It turns out for the past 20 years. They've been hiding abuse, and now, now they'll use anything they can to totally deflect from the report, uh, including, of course, you know, dehumanizing and demonizing the queer community. It, it's just—it's honestly despicable. And it, it, every day I see this, it pushes me farther away from everyone wanting to be back in those spaces, like ever again, because yeah. they're not honest. Like they are—they are committed to dogma. They are committed to rhetoric more than anything else, and they have their systems. Like, like, like they've worked out how they get from point A to point B. They have their little threading of the needle biblically, but it falls apart once you start looking at it under like an actual non-dogmatic approach. It just does, but they can't recognize that, so they double down on how this is God's truth, and anyone who says otherwise is just a heretic. And again, yeah. this is not new. You can read a Bob, I have a Bob Jones sermon archived from the 60s where he makes the case that the Bible is staunchly, in favor of segregation, that blacks mm -hmm. and whites should stay yeah. separate. And he says in the freaking um, um, sermon that people who don't see it this way are just godless, that like they aren't real Christians, that they are liberal, that uh, – I have it right here, actually. Let's see, let's see if, I, if I can get, get a quote here. Um, hang tight. Let's see. Um, let me take a look here. Here we go. In recent years, there has been a subtle satanic effort to undermine people's faith in the Bible, and the devil has led the race along uh, along until men have put their own opinion above the word of God. You will find that practically all the troubles we are having today have come out of the fact that men in many instances have ceased to believe in the authoritative Bible. Now, was that written today by Tom A. School, Vadi Bakum, John MacArthur, John Piper, or Bob Jones in the, in the 1960s? I mean, it's the same rhetoric, mm -hmm. right? But the only difference is in this sermon, Bob Jones then goes on to make the case of why the Bible is clear, that the races should stay separate, which, of course, none of them would argue for now. So what changed? Right. Yeah. You know, was, was Bob Jones actually not standing on God's authoritative word? And then what makes us trust you now, Tom, you know, Vadi, yeah. John, yeah. John Piper, that you are now standing on God's authoritative word? Like, what <laughs> changed? How come Bob Jones is it? He's yeah. using the same exact rhetoric as, as you're using now. And that's terrifying. It's terrifying that it still works, you know? Yeah, oh, absolutely. It's affected them. I mean, it's... I understand, I think, a little bit more when Karl Marx said that that religion is the opium of the people. 
because it it, it it does take away, well, I should say fundamentalist ways of thinking about religion take away the need to really think critically. Yeah. They just do. And I, I, I want to say, I was in those spaces yeah, my whole me too. life. Like I, I, I read the books. Okay, I believed it. I'm not saying that I'm above it. I was in that world. I, I, I had those views. Absolutely. But as I've learned and tried to grow and just try to be as honest as possible, I've just found that world. It, it really becomes paper thin. Uh, the farther you get away from it, like it, the the arguments don't hold up unless you're committed to the dogma of what I just quoted from yeah. from uh, Bob Jones. You yeah. know that 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 there's been a, a a big effort to undermine God's authoritative word. That was 70 years ago, right? You know, and it's the same thing now. Only now insert queer people instead of black people, right? right. I mean, it's it's the same logic though, all the way. Well, and here's the here's what I grew up learning. Right, I, I grew up learning to what I was taught that the Bible said was to work out your salvation with fear and trembling, to to yeah. carefully analyze the things in yourself that are harmful to other people, to to turn away from those things, to repent. With metanoia in Greek, it means change your mind, to turn from that, and to be transformed into something that is more loving of your neighbor. Yeah, that yeah. that's like the ethic that I was taught that the the inerrant Word of God teaches that we need to apply, and and. All that I've seen is deflection of guilt from the contemporary evangelical church, right? There's, it, it's not even the biblical ethic that we were taught. If we were actually following those, and, and again, like the word biblical there is, you know, we could rant about that all day and how that gets messy. But if, if we just actually applied those things that we taught in Sunday school to these situations, we wouldn't have these problems. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with you, Noah. I mean, I, I'm, you know, I'm with you. I'm with you. I think that we've exhausted so much. An hour has flown by already. Yeah. I can't believe that. Yeah. And I, I've gotten to rant almost the entire time. So thank <laughs> you for listening to me. I think, though, that, Anytime. you know, yeah, I think that we covered a lot of the big issues that I really wanted to hit on. That I think that we've been thinking about. So I think that we, we can probably pause here for this particular bonus episode. But there is so much to think about. And I, I want to emphasize people. It's we we want to do our best, and I, no one's perfect at doing this. I mean, I'm 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 guilty as well. We want to do our best not to be dogmatic and just to be as data based as possible, and also as loving as possible. You know, we do we yeah. we want to take the command to love our neighbor well seriously. I mean, that is something that that we, that we want to do, which is why we do our best not to dehumanize people that we really don't like, because there has to be better paths forward. But this does take work. There is nuance. We're not always going to agree with 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 what someone on the left might say or someone on the right might say. That's okay. But can we just be honest and wrestle? through these things, you know? Um, anyway, I, I don't want to go on too much longer, but all I have to say, everyone, I appreciate you listening and tuning in. If you like this episode, you want to share it, feel free. That'd be great. Uh, even though I know we, we, we saw, we said a lot of swear words, but you know, we were a little, a little more, you know, uh, worked up today. So yeah. um, great being with you and we'll talk to you all again soon. That's the sound of me prepping the grill with Reynolds Wrap. And the sound of me not doing dishes. And the sound of me spending more time outside with my family. Easy prep, cook, and clean. Make time with Reynolds Wrap. I like the sound of that.